You're listening to the Castworks Industries Comedy Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. Well, daggum. How's it going, everybody, and welcome back to the Well Daggum Podcast, where by the end of the show, we hope to have you saying, Well Daggum, I learned something today. This is a show where we get together and we have real people from everyday life share stories about their life uh, that seem a little bit interesting. So I hope you can listen and enjoy for what's going to be done. Uh, Big shout out to everybody that's on the social media platforms that are following and liking and commenting and sharing out there on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WellDagumPod. If you're not a member of that, go ahead and join in with your social media account. And like I said, try to get out there and share. Uh, When I post things, you should be able to share them on Instagram and things to your storyline. They're just there for 24 hours and they'll go away. But if you can share that, that helps get it out to more people so that more people can be blessed with the wonderful soundings of the Well Daggum Podcast. Tonight, in the studio, well, not in the studio, I say that a lot, but via the interwebs, we have my good friend Alex. How you doing, Alex? I'm great, Josh. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, man. Just fine and dandy. Uh, so glad to have you on the show. Uh, been a big fan of yours for quite a while. Uh, not that not that you have a social media presence, but you're just a, a fun guy. Uh, <laughs> I try. <laughs> now, I've known Alex since he was just a, a wee young lad, and now he's a, a big burly man that's uh, up in college now. And, and uh, if you saw him in an alleyway, you'd probably turn and go the other direction. But uh, he's a he's a big cuddly bear of a man, and uh, he's got some interesting stuff he was going to share with us tonight. So, Alex, go ahead and kick it off for us. Well, sure. Tonight, I kind of want to talk about some of the crazy antics that I got in while I was in New York. Okay. Now, now, I, what what is it that might have brought you to New York? Well, I've gone three times. The first time was with my youth group. Okay. Uh, the second time was uh, my mom and my brother went up there for just like a 24-hour kind of trip thing. Yeah. And then the third time was another trip with the youth group. So it's like three times in two years. Okay. Uh, we go every year with the youth group. Okay. Really fun up there. Okay. Now, were you guys doing like a mission work type deal or going up just for like a convention type thing? Uh, it's all mission work. We're okay. the only church that goes up there during that time, really like in a coordinated way. Yeah. Uh, we go through homeless shelters and old folks homes for people that you know can't get out we go deliver food we've been known to paint fences we run a vbs up there in queens for a lot of little kids uh, over there it's a great time to be had by all but the first two days are set aside for just uh tourism and stuff okay so a little bit of sightseeing and things yeah i've been on a few mission trips and yeah i feel what you're saying there but i think that paints a good picture for the listener uh but go ahead and tell us about your first trip then so the first time we went up there, both of my stories kind of take place in the same area on Coney Island. And if you've not been to Coney Island, it's it's something. So picture a carnival, uh, but that carnival is permanently placed on an island. Okay. okay. <laughs> and everyone looks like they want to stab you, and everything smells like weed. Okay, this is feeling, uh, I was going to say, it puts me in mindset of a good horror movie. And from what you're saying, I think we're still on point. Yep, of course. <laughs> um, so everybody loves going just because it feels like an adventure every time. It's almost got that sense of danger, like 
were a bunch of church-going kids from Kentucky in the middle of what feels like a dangerous place, and it always kind of keeps everybody on edge and laughing and having a good time. Uh And so a couple of my buddies and I were walking down the strip towards the beach, and this man was just outside of his car holding a snake. Um, And not like... (laughs) Not like a garter snake, and the dude wasn't there as an attraction. The man was just in a wife beater and khaki shorts, had his trunk open, was sitting out of his trunk, holding a massive boa constrictor around his neck. Nice. So that was my first experience with Cone Island. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you, see some, sometimes you see something like that, and you assume there would be a hat laying out to maybe lay money out to pet the snake. or But yeah, this is just, no. a, just a dude... And his python hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just chilling. And so, you know, we go there. Like I said, everything smells like weed. It's a little like we're having a great time. And then it's time for us to go. And on our way out, we see these protesters. And we think, oh, great. What's what's this for? Yeah. And they're all dressed in black skin suits and Guy Fox masks. Hmm. And we're like, oh no, is this like the legit anonymous group? Like, we were getting <laughs> kind of worried. Uh, no, it wasn't. They were PETA extremists. Okay. And they were protesting whaling. Oh, which, like, that, that's a good cause to be protesting against. It is. But when you go in the full, like, Guy Fox mask and black skin suits, like, I feel like maybe just don't eat meat, you know? <laughs> At that point, it's the little things that matter and not causing a scene. Right terrifying people (laughs) and so we get back on the subway to go back to our hotel and we're all chilling out i'm having some great conversations um we had t-shirts all matching t-shirts with probably 35 40 of us and so that's one way for us to witness is people come up to us and ask for t-shirts and this one guy stumbles on with a flask okay and so Half the youth group was in one car, and half the youth group was in the other car. And this dude is hammered. Like, I've seen drunk people before. I mean, I'm in college. Like, this dude was further gone than I think I've ever seen anybody. (laughs) And I think it was a mixture between him being drunk and him being crazy, because he just started saying the most horribly racist things that I've ever heard in my life. The yeah. dude was African-American, yeah. but he was being racist to every race. Like, yeah. I don't know if that like, balances out, and so he's like, it's not racist because he hates everybody. But yeah, I, I, I've heard people go that route. It's like, I'm not racist because I'm mean to everyone. <laughs> Some of the stuff he was saying was pretty racist. <laughs> so he didn't really he didn't really have that argument so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I don't know that I've laughed that hard, maybe ever, because <laughs> it's that mixture of you've been walking since 7 a.m. in New York, so you're already overstimulated. It's like 9 o'clock at night, and this drunk man just walks on the subway saying things that, like, you would put your earmuffs over your mom if she heard, you know? <laughs> and, like, you don't want to laugh at his face because you don't want to confront him. Right. The dude that I was talking to, the guy I was with on our church trips, loves confrontation and loves conversation. Uh. So, so they started having a back and forth. And then there was a paraplegic dude on the other side of the subway okay. who just started screaming at the drunk guy. Uh. So now it's like, you know, 13, 14 scared youth group members. 
a raging drunk and this paraplegic man screaming at each other on a subway. Yeah. So classic, classic New York trip. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> we get closer and closer, and then the dude suddenly becomes really docile and really sweet, and the subway comes to a stop, and he said, "Bye, everybody." And did a little spin, like he spun around in a circle, and then he spun outside of the subway doors, and then they closed and went off. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's pretty classy of him to uh, to it be was. able to pull off a spin move while being drunk and not falling down. Right. Uh, it seemed like he was a uh, had a little sprinkle of magic in it. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I, I really enjoy that. Um, it makes me think that maybe he had the drunk spins, and his spin was actually counteracting the uh, the equilibrium yep. he might have been having. Yeah, yeah. It, it was counteracting that equili- equilibrium so that he could stay upright. So he probably span uh, or spun all the way to where he was going. <laughs> right, of course. So then, that kind of brings me into my, my second New York story. And this is, once again, on the youth group trip, middle of July, heat of the summer. Yeah. So, I don't know if you remember seeing this on the news, but for an entire night, what it felt like, entire blocks of midtown Manhattan just lost power. Huh. Over the summer. And... Yeah, you guessed it. I was in the middle of that. <laughs> so, once again, we were on our way back from Coney Island. And we all had this friend, uh, who I'm not going to name, just because she probably gets embarrassed by this story, but it's really funny, and I could not tell it. Okay. So, we're well, going to call her... We're going to call her Lily. That's okay. Not her name. That, that's, that's a good way we go here on the podcast. We like giving fake names to people that uh, would normally be embarrassed. <laughs> right. So... Just as a mental image, Lily is really tiny. Like, not dwarfism or anything. She's just a really short gal. Okay. I'm talking, like, five foot. Okay. Five foot nothing. Yeah. And (laughs) we're all friends with her. We're all close. But she has uh, a medical issue about her stomach lining in which that, like, it's something's wrong with it or she's missing some. And she can't eat certain foods because they'll cling to her stomach lining. Okay. And she hadn't eaten anything but one or two pieces of sushi which is the one thing that she can eat but in that sushi that she ate was caviar which does stick to her stomach lining which is not a big deal not a huge deal she had medicine for that so she took the medicine she's wearing like this mask on the subway uh but this medicine it's like uh what do you call it? That, that knocks you out, like Benadryl. Yeah, like, yeah. Benadryl, Benadryl when you're not used to medicine, Benadryl will tend to to knock you out. Yeah. So same kind of effect. She's only had like two pieces of sushi that day. She's five feet tall. She's knocked out cold. Okay. Right. To the point of like, we don't know. Like, we're gonna have to probably pack her to the hotel. Is what we're thinking. Which is not too big of a task. Right. Yeah. Until. The power goes out in New York. <laughs> and the subway, which runs on that power, is out of order. Oh. So, yeah. So we get off the subway, and luckily, there are a lot of big, burly guys like me in our youth group and a professional firefighter. There you go. But that doesn't help the fact that <laughs> it feels like mass chaos. And you know me. I'm a huge comic book nerd, and everything takes place in New York. So, like, a mass power outage, we're all wearing matching shirts. I'm like, oh, man, 
it's my time to be a hero now. Like, <laughs> I've been training my whole life for this. I gotta, I gotta save her. You gotta turn my shirt so, inside out so I can wear that big emblem of an A I have on my chest. <laughs> of course, I, all of my shirts have that. <laughs> um, so, all of the guys take turns packing Lily through different subway stops, trying to figure out how we're going to get back to Queens because we're in Midtown and it's, it's quite a ride. Yeah, everybody's calling Ubers. Everybody's losing their mind in the street. Right. Um, and so we finally get to a place where t- we're taking turns packing her. We are, are calling an Uber. We're trying to get things taken care of. And a bus stops, right? The bus is packed. There's room for maybe two people, which, like I said, Lily and then the professional firefighter that was with our youth group. So the bus stops. The doors open. The firefighter's holding the door open, and some guy slips under his arm and gets on the bus instead. <laughs> and at, like, at the moment, we were all livid because like people were making fun of us on the street, acting like she was faking being passed out. Right. Which like who does that? Yeah. And it's the middle of the night after such a long walk, yeah. and we're like, she doesn't weigh anything at all. But you know, if you're walking ten city blocks, packing anything, it's going to be rough. Dead weight, yeah, dead weight on a human right. being is way worse than even a, a full fifty pound bag of potatoes. Right. She's out cold. Like you can't. Like she has no idea what's going on. <laughs> we end up getting her back to the hotel before everybody else. Things end up being okay. But, like, man, when I got back to the room, I was jazzed. I was, like, talking to all of the guys. I was like, guys, I know that this really sucks for Lily, but do you realize that we're, like, superheroes right now? We <laughs> There was mass panic in the street. We took care of the damsel in distress. We are, like, a team. We are wearing matching clothes. We are awesome. Like, I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> I guess when you put it that way, yeah. So those are kind of my little New York tidbits. I love going. I always stick out like a sore thumb because I'm six feet tall, usually have a giant beard and like long hair, leather jackets, flannel. I mean, I look like my dad. So Yeah, your dad's quite the, the manly man for sure. So <laughs> that that's, uh, yeah, I, I can imagine being sticking out like that. I, I recently just took a trip to D.C. with my wife, uh, actually just a couple of weeks ago. And I, I always overthink things, and I'm always looking uh, for people to be um, out of sorts. Uh, because for some reason in my life, that people always uh, want to fight me for some reason. Not, <laughs> not really sure. I'm not a huge guy. I'm not a tiny guy. But right. I'm, I'm just in between. But there's something about my face that uh, people just want. So I'm always on the lookout uh, for someone to approach me or to, to give me a look. Not the, and I'm not aggressive at all. I don't like to be right. aggressive. Uh, I can if I need to, but the, the occasion doesn't always occur. So, so I feel you being in a bigger city that you're not used to and uh, sticking out a little bit. Yeah, I feel what you're saying. And especially when I went up with you know my brother and my mom, which you know like my brother's not threatening at all, <laughs> and my mom will just kind of wander into situations that I'm like, hey, maybe let's not check out this dude's mixtape at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I don't think that's a safe idea. Yeah, she's, so a pretty, she, she's a pretty sweet lady, so I could see her doing that. Oh, let's give it a listen, guys. He's worked really hard on this. <laughs> yeah, so I have to kind of step in and be like, mm, no, no, thank you. We'll, we'll walk the other way, please. <laughs> 
and it always feels nice like when we're shopping in Chinatown and stuff when people like especially one of the girls that goes off on their own asks me and my buddy to like come in and be like hey can you just be in the shop with me so that you know <laughs> they know that I'm with a guy yeah and I'm always yeah of course so I feel a little more safe yeah yeah <laughs> Now, now, are there some more uh, more interesting uh, adventures that might have happened on these trips that you've taken? Um, none as like exciting as those, really. But a lot of stuff here and there, like uh, all the guys in the hotel that we stay at, we stay in that same hotel every year. Like once a year, on one of the nights, we'll all wrestle. And no matter what <laughs> what room we're in, we can be on different floors and like five of us will just burst into one of the other one's rooms and just start beating up on each other. That's fun. I, I remember being young and, uh, that was kind of the thing that happened back when I was less breakable. Right. It, it was, uh, it was kind of a thing that me and my friends would get together and somebody would get speared where someone uh, runs full <laughs> click and tries to tackle you, uh, from, from any direction, mostly from the back. And my, right. and I would pop from top to bottom and I would get up and say, man, that sucked. And now, if that were to happen at my age, uh, just the ripe old age of 36, I feel like I might burst into several parts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I tend not to have too many wrestling matches anymore. Right. As much as I used to, anyway. <laughs> another big another big thing that happened, I can't believe I almost forgot this, is our youth group might be in with the Italian mob. Oh, uh, this sounds like a, a Burt Kreshner story. Go on. <laughs> It does sound like a progressor story. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so we go, like I said, we stay at the same hotel every year. And there's a pizza place just a couple blocks away that we eat at every time. Uh, it's just a tradition that we do. And it's very stereotypical. Like anytime you see any, like in any movie, a New York pizza place, it's that. It's tiny, hole in the wall, the checkered tablecloths. The dude is the most stereotypical Italian man you've ever seen. It looks like Chef Boudin. He looks like Chef Boudin. Like, oh, be- that, that's awesome. And, I'm enjoying and this already. <laughs> the food there is just phenomenal. Of and course. It's gotten to the point where we've been there so many times. You know, the rest of my youth group has. They recognize us as the people from Kentucky. Oh, cool. At church and stuff. It's really cool. And this time, our youth pastor's wife, uh, she bought some cheesecake. <laughs> and... The guy, we don't know his name, so we call him Mr. Alba because the pizza place is Alba's. Okay. And um, he said, you don't have to pay right now with like a thick Italian accent that I'm not even going to attempt to do. He said, you don't have to pay right now. You can pay next time. And our youth pastor's wife was like, well, no, we'll be here tomorrow. We've got still two more days left. And he goes, no, no, no. You don't understand. You take this piece of cheesecake and you don't have to worry about paying me at all right now until you come back and listen. If you need anything in the city, and I mean anything at all, you come to me. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all like, uh, Susie, you really should have just paid him the money. <laughs> <laughs> and then he held his hand out and suggested that she kiss his ring. Uh, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> we got back to the hotel and there was a dead horse in the bed. <laughs> Not just the head of the horse, like the entire horse. <laughs> so if it was just the head, we knew how to react to that from, you know, the old movies. But the whole horse, I, I really oh. didn't understand. <laughs> 
Oh man. Um, well, that sounds like some fun times heading into to New York City. I, I yet have yet to travel to New York City. Um and and like I said, I'm not much on uh big cities and things like that. I've been to many, uh, but it's just not my thing. So I go when it's other people's ideas, uh, because I know they'll enjoy it and I enjoy myself. It's just never my idea to go to these places. Um, but I'm sure New York's going to be on that list of things. I'll have to write down the restaurant that you're talking about and see if I can't get hooked up with the mob myself. Um, <laughs> and apparently try out this cheesecake because it sounds like it must be worth it if you're willing to join the mob or at least Absolutely. pay your tributes to the mob. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, thank you for sharing your stories of your adventures into New York. Um, now, I don't normally, uh, I get sidetracked, but I don't normally do extra stuff when it comes to a guest telling a story. Uh, but being as who you are and the comic book aficionado that you are, um, uh, if, if you guys want to follow his social media account, he has several posts about different things going on in the comic book world. Uh, we can We can plug that here in a little bit if we want to. But uh, I was going to ask you your thoughts and if you've seen uh, the new Joker with Joaquin Phoenix yet. I have not actually sat down and watched the movie, okay. but I've seen enough clips and I've seen enough of what went, what like happened behind the scenes to know that I'm sure that it's going to be phenomenal and I do plan to go this weekend. Okay, I've not been this excited about a superhero movie at all since maybe Infinity War. Yeah. Um, because I thought Infinity War was much better than Endgame. Hot take of the night. Yeah. Uh, but it looks fantastic. I'll right. say that. Yeah. Um, I'll let you know I have seen it, and I'm not going to give you any spoilers, um, as well as our listeners. But uh, I will say yes. Uh, it will meet uh, all of the criteria for rocking your world that you're looking forward to. Awesome. I'm pumped. <laughs> I know uh, everyone's talking about the controversy, and I'm sure that's what's helped you uh, uh, research the movie a little bit more. Uh, because I hear people talking about the controversy, but it's no one that's actually having controversy themselves. It's it's that group of people in the world now that, that have uh, they have triggers for other people because they assume these other people are going to have a hard time with this. Right. And, and so, and that was most of the articles I've seen of people being outraged about this movie and people walking out and leaving. Um, and I'm all for that. I've done that in the past where at the time I was very high and mighty in my Bible college days. And I've walked out of movies like uh, uh, Mike Myers, Cat in the Hat. Uh, I got up and left that movie. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> at the no, time. I don't blame you. Yeah, at the time, I felt like it was just um, too inappropriate for the kids to be doing some of the things they were. I watch it now, and I laugh at what I I felt then, and I think how stupid I was. Um, (laughs) But also, the other movie I walked out of was uh, Spider-Man 3, I believe, um, with uh, Green Goblin and uh, uh, Venom. Or yeah, the, not not the great one. I'll defend that movie any day of the week, but it's not very good. <laughs> oh, I was so upset. By, by the time um, that his butler came out and said, yes, those are the blades that killed your father. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> like, you you waited all this time to bring this up and not, um, and you just happened to not be in anything else, and all of a sudden you're going to be the pivotal thing that, sets everything into motion. Nah, I'm sorry. 
I love when Harry is at that diner. It's so dumb. It's it's one of the worst scenes in the movie. Harry's at that diner and he sees Peter through the window, and he looks back and he winks at Peter, and the bus drives by, and then Harry's gone <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no uh, pendingness on that whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Back to the Joker, though, uh, yeah, it's very exciting, and, and I'm not as big of a comic book nerd as I'd like to be. I am a comic book enthusiast. Uh, I do enjoy many different assets or, or uh, many different avenues of comic book life and in general. But now, being that this was set in Gotham City, an imaginary city, uh, it, it feels like it's happening in everyday life, like it's happening in New York. But the fact that they're saying Gotham and the fact of all of the history of Gotham throughout the DC universe, it it's really, oh man, it's so deep. It's so realistic in the sense that you feel like it could happen compared to other uh, comic book movies or even comic books themselves, how they seem. You know you're in an imaginary world, but this movie makes you feel like you're not. So, okay. so it's it, it really, it'll grip you. And it's got some harsh uh, gun violence and things like that. It's like, whoa! But uh, I, th- I feel like it's really going to rock your world and give you a whole new outlook on Joker. Not that he's any kind of hero, but they almost kind of make him feel uh, like a hero for the underdog. Yeah. So. Which is really an interesting take on the character that I think came with Heath Ledger's Joker. Right. Where it just it's less of a oh no i fell into a vat of chemicals and now i'm like a clown and more of like i am the embodiment of chaos yeah which uh there are some conspiracy theories out there that uh the heath ledger joker was actually more of the hero uh than the villain because he did stop like all of the gang uh gang work in the city uh he also got like batman to retire uh who you know, there wasn't many vigilantes until, or there wasn't many like super villains until Batman came along. And when he departed, you know, the Joker had taken out many of the bad guys in the city by himself. Right. So, and, and once you see this movie, I think you're going to look back on Heath Ledger's uh, portrayal and you're probably going to feel that a little bit as well. Oh, I think that too. Um, Like I said, I'm still excited to see it. I'll probably go this weekend when I'm home and watch it. Right. Yeah, don't take your little brother. Probably it's it's pretty violent. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it's more of an adult. Uh, it's more of an adult uh, super villain movie, or not super villain, but an adult villain movie for sure. Right. Uh, but uh, but other than that, I just wanted to hit on that with you to get to pick at your brain a little bit, and after you see it, we'll have to have a conversation and see what your true feelings are about it. And, and don't like it because I say you should. Uh, you know, oh, absolutely. Take, right. I, I know you'll take your own uh, uh, perspective on it for sure. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thanks so much for being on the show, Alex. Uh, it's a shame it's taken me over a year to get you on the show, uh, but I'm glad, <laughs> glad you could be a part of it because I plan on doing this for quite a while after, and uh, hopefully we can have you back on if you have another story that pops up. Um, absolutely. I love being on. I love talking with you. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've seen you, so it's been great to catch up. Sure enough, man. Sure enough. I, I let you know now. Uh, I know you listen to the show here and there. Um, if you do ever have a chance uh, or have an opportunity when you uh, accidentally might uh, soil your pants, 
we do have quite a few uh, poop your pants stories on the show. So you know, keep that in mind uh, if, if you have a <laughs> if you have a condition like Lily and um, <laughs> or was it Lily that we were saying the the made up name I believe yeah Lily yes okay <laughs> if you have a case of the rumbly guts and something happens to happen <laughs> you you just save that story for old for old well that gum but uh Absolutely. <laughs> but again thanks for being on the show thanks for sharing a story about your life and thanks for letting me pick your brain a little bit about some comic books and maybe we might even have an episode just solely about comics we might have to get shay in here and uh have a little uh, uh three-man uh conversation about some of these things because I know you guys have some deep views on a lot of it, so. Oh, I'd love that. That sounds great. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. But anyway, um, give a big shout out to everybody through the Castwork Industries that we're a part of. Uh, thanks to everybody that's uh, been retweeting and sharing things of the podcast, and we've been out there sharing podcasts that are part of the same group. Try to get out there and check out Castwork Industries. Uh, you'll find them on all the social media platforms, and uh, there's a lot of good podcasts out there that are part of our group. Uh, get out there, try a few of them out. You might find one that really uh, tickles your funny bone or uh, intrigues you to dig deeper into yourself. I, I don't know if many will do that, but there might be one. You never know. <laughs> but uh, other than that, make sure to get out there and share. Uh, when we post this stuff to, to the social media accounts, get out there and share it so that it uh, gets out there for more people to be blessed in their ear holes, that the the golden sounds will uh, go straight to their brain and into their stem of their body and just radiate from out of their pores. I don't know. I'm trying to make it sound good. I, I ran out of big words. But, but other than that, Alex, thanks for being on, man. No problem, Josh. Thanks for having me. Have a blast. Uh, hey, man, it was great having you, and uh, we'll get at you next time. <laughs>